The media is lying to you about COVID in Florida. The media is lying to you about COVID in Florida. Why are they doing this? They are trying to stop the ascent of Ron DeSantis, who is looking like the inevitable next president. They are actually out there saying that California did a better job. I spent a large portion of my evening last night reading some of the most ridiculous anti-science, anti-economics opinion pieces on how just how brilliant Gavin Newsom is. Because the media is trying to protect Gavin Newsom. They've lost Andrew Cuomo and Kathy Hochul. Yes, the first female governor of New York. Had to admit that they underreported 12,000 COVID deaths. So we had 15,000 unreported In the nursing homes. Media didn't give a damn. But everybody who coughs or sneezes in Florida gets a CNN camera crew around them. They are fudging the numbers left and right. For example, we're going to get into this a little bit deeper and a little bit later. They have changed now. The media is screaming that Florida no longer... Florida is no longer using medical examiners to determine the cause of death. It's treating physicians now. Now the media says, oh my God, this is, Florida's trying to underreport COVID deaths. No, more like they were overreporting them with the medical examiners. Because if you notice, we've had a problem with reporting. Are the people dying from COVID or with COVID? We've seen the CDC take 72 hours of Florida cases and mash them into one day and say, oh my God, wrecking numbers. Oh wait, we were wrong. But by then, CNN, MSNBC, and then all the cribbing sites like Business Insider and Huffington Post and Vox all start reporting on these things. And people came to Twitter, Ron DeSantis is the Grim Reaper. Ron DeSantis is not the Grim Reaper. Ron DeSantis is not the Grim Reaper, nor is Texas Governor Abbott. The Delta variant, killing everyone. No, it's not. Florida hospitals are overrun. No, they're not. There's a difference between somebody going to the hospital and somebody being put on a ventilator. Well, hospitalizations are up. Yes, people who are getting fed a steady stream of scary information from the Biden administration and the media, every time they cough, they're running with a CNN camera crew into an emergency room. That doesn't mean they are being hospitalized. It means they are being admitted. You can get admitted for anything in a hospital. You could have any kind of boo-boo. You could literally cut your finger at home and go, yeah, I'm not going to put a Band-Aid on it. I'm going to go to the hospital. And they'll admit you. Does that mean hospital admissions are up for boo-boos? No. Well, yes, but you're not, you're not going into surgery. Your boo-boo is not life-threatening. But something just happened in Afghanistan. There was a bombing at the Kabul airport. Two suicide attacks, 13 dead, headline Associated Press. Two suicide bombers and gunmen targeted crowds massing near 
the Kabul airport Thursday in the waning days of a massive airlift that has drawn thousands of people seeking to flee the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan. At least 13 people were killed, 15 wounded, Russian officials said. Oh, it's nice to know that we're getting our information from them. A U.S. official said the complex attack was definitely believed to have been carried out by the Islamic State group whose affiliate in Afghanistan grew out of disaffected Taliban members who hold an even more extreme view of Islam. Boy, this is a wonderful bunch of people. Can we just admit some of these cave-dwelling savages are just that cave-dwelling savages? At least 13 people died, 15 were wounded, according to Russia's foreign ministry, which gave the first official casualty count. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby also confirmed the blast, saying one was near the airport entrance, another was a short distance away by a hotel. The U.S. official said members of the U.S. military were among the wounded. The official spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss ongoing operations. Even as the area was hit, the official said evacuation flights continued to take off from Kabul airport, which Western governments earlier warned was a target. One explosion went off at a crowd of people waiting to enter the airport, according to Adam Khan, an Afghan waiting nearby. He said several people appeared to have been killed or wounded, including some who lost body parts. So, a faction of ISIS, I believe they're calling it ISIS-K, has moved in. Can I just throw on a... Can I just wrap my head in tinfoil for a second here? Uh... This is pure conspiracy theory. I don't really believe it. Just, it's just a nagging little thing. We are seeing endless photos now of the Taliban's so-called special forces wearing the latest in gear from our special forces. They are taking photos attempting to mock or reenact, depending on who you talk to, of the raising of the American flag on Mount Suribachi. We are seeing them proudly displaying their new uniforms, their new small arms with the latest capabilities, ACOGs, laser rangefinders, you name it, red dot sights, hollow sights. Why is it I can see somewhere in the bowels of the intelligence community with academic consultants and hawkish interventionalists like Lindsey Graham. Yet another brilliant idea, I say that in quotes, to give the Taliban all of this stuff, knowing full well that when they took over, it would draw other terrorist groups that would I guess, battle for supremacy in Afghanistan, that if we gave them the good stuff, they could fight a proxy war for us like we've never tried that before and had it turn out to be a disaster. Remember John McCain telling us that there were friendly militia groups in Syria that we had to arm? Lindsey Graham said the same thing. Aren't the two of them invested in some former Eastern Bloc arms manufacturer or something like that? Are you telling me we've never thought, hey, let's pick the best of the worst, arm them, and then they'll do the dirty work. And you know what? They'll never turn on us. We've never done that before, right? Not in Iran versus Iraq. 
Syrian militia groups. No, no, no. We've, we've, we've never looked around the world and said, if we just arm these guys, they'll do, they'll do the dirty work for us, and then it'll be all nice and neat in the end. Now, I'm not saying that's happening. I have absolutely no evidence. I have no contacts. I have nobody feeding me information anonymously. I have no sources, nothing. Just a little, just a little, little guy sitting on my shoulder, whispering in my ear. It's a little nagging feeling. Now, I, I would imagine, I, I can't imagine that at this point, the Biden administration would do something so outrageously stupid. But then again, this is the problem with the rule of academics and technocrats. This is the problem with the people that go off to places like Harvard and Yale, Georgetown, GW, and they get fancy-sounding degrees like, ooh, look at me, I have a master's in international studies, and I'm going to go into the State Department, and I'm going to write papers for the Secretary of State, and then I'm going to get a career position, and then maybe I'll go back after I've been in a career position for a couple of years, and I'll be the one teaching the class. In other words, I'm going to throw up and regurgitate on the students the same throw up and regurgitation that was thrown up and regurgitated on me. And we'll pretend that I'm an expert in Afghanistan. I mean, I've never met an Afghani, let alone been to Afghanistan. But you know what I studied? I studied other papers by other people who've never met an Afghani or been to Afghanistan themselves. The problem that we face, in large part, is that we have these so-called academic elites that are whispering in the ears of members of Congress and the Senate who are too busy getting, raising money and getting reelected to actually do their jobs in a lot of cases. These people are handing papers to staff members, staffers, congressional staffers, Kind of like a college professor that lets the TAs do all the work and they sit in their office and do nothing. So is this what, what's happening now? ISIS, which m must be able to read the news, I guess, at least in some other language. These other terrorist groups have to know that the Taliban has... Maybe not the latest and greatest, but certainly by comparison to rusty AK-47s and flip-flops. I mean, they've gone from beaten up Toyota. By the way, is this the best or the worst advertisement for, for Toyota? Is this the best or the worst? I mean, they've been using these Toyota trucks in the most harsh environments for like 20 years. Is that good or bad for Toyota? Depends on who you ask. But they've gone from Toyota trucks held together with duct tape and bubble gum, flip-flops and rusty AKs to up-armored Humvees, 50 caliber mounted machine guns, M4s with ACOGs, body armor, Kevlars, night vision goggles, sniper rifles, I mean, it's like that scene in the movie Commando when Arnold Schwarzenegger drives the front-end loader right through the window of the Army Surplus store and magically comes out with like two duffel bags 
of M4s with grenade launchers, grenades, Uzis, Dragunov shotguns. Let off some steam, Bennett. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Or that scene in the Matrix. Guns. We need more guns. Or any scene in any movie where you are treated to gun porn, for lack of a better way of saying it. What would incentivize some ragtag other terrorist group, perhaps in flip-flops with rusty AK-47s, to go say, you know what, now, Mohammed, yes, Mohammed, now would be a good time to take our ISIS fighters into Afghanistan to fight the Taliban. You're right, Mohammed. Something doesn't seem right here. Why are the Russians giving us information all of a sudden? And how long is it going to be before China decides whether or not they want to start mining rare earth materials? Did you see, by the way, the Taliban? The Taliban wants to get all in on the UN's climate change agenda. Can I I ask you, ankle biter, something? I want to ask you a serious question. Informal, unscientific poll. I'm being honest when I ask this. This is not me being facetious. The Taliban says they guarantee women will have a place in education and in, and in government. The Taliban, the Taliban says they want to fight climate change. If you had a choice between Donald Trump and the Republicans taking over our government again, or the Taliban, which would you take? I'm being t- totally honest. In the reverse, if you said, Andrew, would you rather have Barack Obama back with the Democrats or the Taliban? I would say Barack Obama, the Democrats all day. So there's, there's my honest answer. I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. Now that the Taliban is allegedly going to help combat climate change, if the choice was oil company loving Republicans running the EPA, Donald Trump back in the White House, Vice President DeSantis, making border policy, Republicans running the House and the Senate. If your choice was that versus the Taliban, which would you take? I, 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 wanna, I, I would love an honest answer because that would tell me a lot about you. Why don't we go ask Antifa what they think? You know, our version of the Taliban. Wine 695 patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Let me take a break. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot.